0: Welcome to the Catholic Duluth Show. The Catholic Duluth Show is a parish community podcast serving the parishes of St. Lawrence and Holy Family here in Duluth, Minnesota. Welcome to today's episode. My name is Daniel Roda. I will be your host. Uh, with me, like always, I have Father Ryan Morabitz. How are you doing today, Father? I'm doing pretty good. How are you, Dan? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. good. Uh, survived the storm. Yeah, the, the, the storm was a dandy, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. It. Uh, I, I feel like we're still, I mean, it's, it's Tuesday and... Schools, some schools are still closed. Yep. You it's know, crazy. The, I know they're working hard to get all those side
1: streets plowed, but but, but literally, there's some people that are still kind of stuck in their houses, um, can't get vehicles out, can't get down their streets or avenues. And so, hopefully, by the end of the day, that's all taken yeah. care of uh, for folks. I know the city's been working hard on it. So,
0: yeah, I I, I think the like official count was 22 inches, but it kind of feels like more than that.
1: It does a little bit. I think because of the snow drifts, yeah. you know, it blew so much. So, certain areas. And the city is so different when it comes to these storms, right? Like, yeah. St. Lawrence sits at a place where the storm gets hung up. And so we always get, it seems like we get a little bit more than, you know, even down the hills sometimes. Um, but both parking lots at Holy Family and at St. Lawrence are, they got a lot of snow now. Yeah. And this is usually where we're at come like January, end of January, where it's like, where are we going to put the more snow? Yeah. It's it's the beginning of December, you know, so I'm I'm kind of scratching my head, looking at the parking lot, and going, "Well, I'm gonna have to get somebody in here to get some of this out of here, yeah, or really move it out into the field more or something." So
0: yeah, I I went to Super One yesterday, and the the parking lot there felt like the apocalypse. Like there was like parking, no part, no parking spots anywhere, and just people ever like it was a it was mad. It was just kind of randomly yep. parked <laughs>
1: around, right? Yep. It, yeah, it was quite a storm. It was it was quite 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 the storm. So
0: yeah, um. And in other news of big things happening this weekend was the sudden passing of Bishop Serba. Yeah. Um which uh really I mean came out of nowhere. Yep. Um that was Sunday morning. Yeah, so that that was that was super sad news too, so. Yep. But we'll
1: we'll talk a little bit about that.
0: Yeah. Yeah, we're going to get into get into that and um that's the first week of Advent. So, <laughs> that's another thing that we're going to um you know, get into and kind of talk about. Talk about. Um, But uh, before we get into all that, do you want to open us in a prayer? Yeah,
1: absolutely. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Heavenly Father, you who sent your Son into the world, that we might have life and have it to the full. We glorify you and we praise you in this Advent season as we set out in preparing our hearts for the coming of your Son. Lord Jesus, you who came into the world to, to redeem us, to sanctify us, to save us, We praise and glorify you in your incarnation, in your death and in your resurrection, in your ascension into heaven, and in your coming again. We believe in this. We believe, Lord, that you will come again. Give us the grace to be prepared for your coming, that we might receive you and run to you uh, in faith and trust and fall into your mercy, Lord. Lord, help us in this Advent season and protect our hearts and our minds from all that the evil one is is trying to do at times. Uh, Lord, we also, in a special way, as a parish and as a diocese, as individuals, give you thanks for Bishop Serba and just the blessing you gave us in in who he is as a person. We commend him to you and to your loving care unto eternal life. We pray for his family, um, his friends, and we pray for ourselves as a diocese and as a parish community. Mother Mary, intercede for us in this Advent season as well. We pray all of this through Christ our Lord. Amen. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you, Father. Yeah, you're welcome.
0: Um, so, there, I mean, there are you know, some big things going on this week, but uh, I guess anything um, specific going on this week for um, our parishes? Um.
1: No, not not specifically. Um, well, on Sunday, on Sunday afternoon uh, at four o'clock, so you know, talking about preparing our hearts, and we don't know the day or the hour. Um, but Sunday at four o'clock, um, there's a, a communal penance service with individual confessions. Um, that's the Sundays here at. No, it's down at Holy Family this coming yeah, Sunday, yep. um, and then on the fifteenth, the four o'clock at St. Lawrence, and so we have some priests coming in to hear individual confessions and. Have the opportunity to reflect on the word a little bit. So there's just a brief liturgy of the word, and then the opportunity to go to confession. It's such an important thing um, all year round, but in, as we approach Christmas, particularly in the Advent season, calls us to really prepare our hearts. And part of that preparation is turning to the Lord and saying, "Lord, I need you to save me." You know, and that's when we go into reconciliation. It is that recognition, like I need to be saved because I know that I'm not. I'm not full. I'm not complete because I lack or have chosen to, to do wrong. And, you know, I, I've done things wrong. <laughs> I've sinned, and I need God's mercy in that. And so it's such a, a beautiful thing, you know. It's a, it, it is certainly a way to prepare, you know. You don't just shower once a year. <laughs> if you do, well, you, you probably got some grime on you, you know. I think spiritually, too, there's a dynamic of, like, you know, if you're preparing for a banquet... You're going to take a good shower and, you know, get cleaned up really good uh, for the banquet, um, for the dinner. And, you know, we need to do that spiritually as well. And so to be able to, to clean the soul off uh, is so important. So I just encourage people to, to prayerfully consider coming to the Sacrament of Reconciliation. You know, if it's, if it's been a long time, don't be afraid. Just come in and tell me that. Tell the priest that. Um, we're more edified when people come in. And do it then when you don't, to be honest. And on our end, it's a great joy to be able to celebrate the sacrament with people, whether it's been three days or it's been 30 years. I, you don't realize what a joy it is, because we gave our lives for this, <laughs> to be able to minister God's mercy to people. And so when people come to God's mercy, it's a joy for us, for one. Um, but yeah, don't be scared. Don't... Uh, don't ever don't ever be hesitant to, to come to the sacrament of reconciliation. It's so so important. And we'll walk you through it if you need help. Um, and don't ever be afraid to confess anything. You know, sometimes people will come in and kind of sense that there's something else, but they're afraid. You know, don't be afraid. You know, that's not Jesus telling you, don't, don't say, don't, don't confess, you know. Um, Jesus is inviting you, no. Bring it forward. Let the church, let my church that I established minister to you this the, the gift of my forgiveness. And it's such an important time our thing in the Advent season to do that so that we are prepared um, to stand before the Lord in his in his in his mercy and love, having said it, yeah. I've I've pleaded for it and come to it as you established it so many times in the sacrament. And so I just encourage people to to make that consideration and and certainly come. It's a it's beautiful too. You know, people always talk about, like, going into the, the, the sacrament scared and usually walking out joyful, right? Yeah, yeah. You know, and sometimes I think in the past it wasn't always that experience, but priests nowadays, like, we've been trained and we understand that it the core is mercy, and sometimes we're going to encourage you depending on where you're at, but, like, it's always out of goodness and wanting wanting to, to be like a good parent, if you will, be a good father and say, hey, sometimes we're going to say, knock it off, <laughs> But God loves you and He forgives you and so go forward with that forgiveness and sin no more. Strive to to grow in holiness. So so yeah, so that's what's going on this Sunday. Um and next Sunday, four o'clock, holy family this Sunday, the eighth and then the fifteenth at Saint Lawrence. Um come and celebrate the Sacrament of Reconciliation together.
0: Yeah. I mean great great opportunities in our own in our own parishes, um, for that. So uh yeah, definitely everyone should come to that. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and it kind of goes along with, uh, you know, this week is the first week of Advent. Um, and, uh, yeah, you just, I don't know, do you want to touch on that a little bit of, like, what that means for us as a church, as a community?
1: I think it's 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 a recognition that Christ has come, and we're getting ready to celebrate that, but more than anything, that Christ will come again. Advent season is about the proclamation that Christ is going to come again. And you don't know the day or the hour, now, that's a big theme this week. Um, in the the readings from this past weekend a lot of people didn't get to mass you know because of the mm-hmm. storm, but it's like you don't know the day or the hour when the Lord will come and when you're gonna you're gonna stand before the Lord so be prepared, stay awake, be prepared um and you know it, it's so important to remember that I don't know it and it can happen so fast you know and we we feel that in a more tangible way this week as a diocese yeah. Um, you know, and many folks, you know what this is like when there's a sudden death, it's, it's makes you go, whoa, like sometimes it just boom, here's the Lord. And for Bishop Server that was the case, you know, um, unexpected for him, I think yeah. for all of us, um, the great hope and the great model that he is and was, is that my you guys, he was a man who was prepared, constantly prepared. You know, And listening to so many different stories, it's just so much more affirming of really knowing that in my own heart, having known him quite well, and listening to others who knew him really well. Like He was a man of preparedness. Um, he didn't let the thief break into the house, and he went to the Lord all the time. Uh, and you, you just saw that in, in the person that he was. And so for me, it, it's been just a couple of days, too, of going, man, I, Lord, give me the grace. You know, to be prepared as he was, because there, there's just no doubt in my mind or heart that he he really was. And we always say that about when somebody dies. You know, we like mm-hmm. we always speak nicely, like, and that's good. But this this is a this this man was well prepared in how he prayed, how he lived his life, even from when the time he was a child. You know, that his friends and his family kind of joke about it. Like <laughs> when he was sharing a story the other day, they were they were talking about. W- couldn't we remember when he ever did anything wrong (laughs) and i guess he threw a tomato at a car or something when he was like 10 (laughs) (laughs) other than that like they really couldn't like he's always just had a a goodness in him from the time he was he was a a child they say so yeah just an incredible person so yeah you know a little bit about that i mean if i can you know yeah talk about just my experience on sunday with that you know i and you know we had the storm saturday yeah that was rolling in and we had mass, and about 40 people showed up Saturday night, and so I had made the decision, hey, let's do mass Sunday night as well so people don't have to worry about trying to get out. It sounded like it was going to be a bad storm, which it was. So um, on Sunday morning then, it was an evaluation of, you know, is there any way we can have mass? Um, there was no way I was getting out of here other than on snow in snowshoes on Sunday morning, so I'd canceled both the masses and then just anticipated hopefully we can get in here, you know, this evening, so around eight o'clock or so I had done a, I got, put my snowshoes on and I thought, I want to walk around the property and check this out because you know it was a lot of snow and kind of wanted to see this make sure nothing was bad and furnaces were running and everything like that. So I walked around the property, did a Facebook live, had a lot of fun with it, you know jumped down into some of the snow drifts and our office windows were all covered up. It was it was a fun kind of morning for me to get out in the midst of that as the storm was ending. Take a look around. so I did that. Made final decisions of no 11 o'clock mass either because we knew the plows weren't going to get through um, either on the street or into the into the the parking lot. And I went over, um, so I decided, okay, well, I'm going to go over and do a holy hour, which I was excited about too because it, it was like nobody's going to come into the church. So was, uh, there's a piece about that for me. Like yeah. <laughs> a lot of times when I'm over there, I may be praying, but like people come in or you're just anticipating well somebody could come in, even at night. Like you just never know, like, People have keys for the church, so they got to stop in and do this. But it was just nice, and I'm like, no, nobody's showing up here this morning. It's going to be a really peaceful holy hour. So I went over, and I got over to the church, got back over to the church, walked in the door and took my snowshoes off, and I was like, I can't believe I forgot my phone. You know, and those of you out there that are attached to your phone, like, hey, me too, me too. (laughs) I was like, I can't believe I forgot my phone. But I stepped back, and I was like, no, that's good. Like Advent, you know? get away from that a little bit. So it's like, I'm not going back over. Um, it's good. that I won't have my phone here like distracting me because that's the other thing It's like it dings or it lights up or it, it's the temptation in a holy hour can get boring sometimes to look at the phone and just check it, you know, or check the time or it's like, I don't even need to check the time. So I don't need it to even check the time because it's my watch, right? So I, uh, you know, I set up the, the adoration chapel. I brought the monstrance out and brought the Eucharist out and just entered into a, a holy hour. You know, at the, at the end of the holy hour, Jesus came in just this beautiful image of, of being loved by him from the cross and the freedom that really he brings in, in his resurrection from the cross. So it was, it, it was just a really beautiful grace for me about Jesus' desire for, for me and for all of us to walk in the freedom ultimately in the end of his love and how his wounds heal us. And anyways, so my holy hour ended with just this awesome image and grace and meditation. And I was, I just walked out of the church just going, wow, Lord, that that's just such a great grace. And I was so thankful and um, ended up, didn't realize how, how important that was going to mean to me for the rest of the day. So I got back over to the house and went over and grabbed my phone (laughs) and I walked in, had it plugged in in the kitchen and went over and, you know, just hit the side button and it lit up and like 26 text messages, six missed phone calls in it. And you see that and you go, "Uh Oh, what happened or what's going on? So open it up and see a couple of the text messages, just kind of the the start to them. And I was like, Oh my goodness. I pulled my email up. Didn't even look at any text messages, pulled the email up um, and saw an email from the diocese and, uh, it had been sent out um, about 40 minutes prior, like during my holy hour. Bishop died around nine o'clock, they say, and I'd gone over for the holy hour around 9 20, 9 30. Um, and, uh, you know, you, you read it, and I think, like, most people, you know, kind of like, what? <laughs> like,
0: yeah, like, that doesn't make sense. That
1: doesn't make sense. Like, what? Don't you mean, like, somebody else or some other old bishop or something like that? Yeah. So it was just, a, it was a, it was the shock of it. Um, so I looked at my phone and looked at who had called, and um, some priest friends had called. So I made a, a call to um, a good friend first, and uh, had a, a just a brief conversation, and um, and then I um, I called. As I ended that call, my the news was out. You know, um, mm-hmm. my mom called, and mom and I just talked. Very briefly, she just wanted to make sure I was okay. She was shocked and she was she was crying, and I I was still sinking in a bit. Um, so I talked to mom, and then um, I called one other priest uh, and talked to him, and and then I called Mother Mary Claire. Um, I wanted to reach out to her right away. She was. Bishop Servo was a big impact on the handmaids, and the handmaids even being in existence, you know, and he journeyed with her as she discerned and began this whole journey, and, you know, if he wasn't our bishop, I do not know that they would be in Duluth, necessarily. It was such a key instrument to them being here, and anyway, so I called mother, and we had the opportunity to visit and cry. That was when we, you know, broke a few tears uh, there, and prayed with her, and then uh, I knew I needed to call our seminarians, so I got on the phone and started to call all of the men and you know just touch base with all of our seminarians and see how they're doing and um, just be able to reach out to them. and And then it was I spent four hours on the phone um, Sunday, just calling people and people calling me. Yeah, it was a, there was a lot of reaching out, um, a lot of text messages and a lot of Facebook messages and people reaching out just you know in support and. and and condolences, and in their own sadness as well, reaching out. Um, so that was kind of what Sunday looked for. And then we had the Mass Sunday night, which mm-hmm. was so, for me, so providential and beautiful to be able to do Sunday Mass, you know, with people. There's about 100 people that were able to get here, You know, a lot of people were, are still snowed in, as we were talking about, but also that, you know, it came in waves of sadness and gratitude through the day, but also at Mass, um just memories start flooding in, you know, the grieving process, part of it is all, suddenly all these memories and you don't realize how grateful you are sometimes for a person and how much they actually meant to you and the impact they had. And through that mass, all these memories of opportunities and times with Bishop and conversations and ways that he supported me and modeled things. And he's just such a good man. And I would say, uh, you know, the toughest part at mass, I was able during the homily to share some stories and um, there's been a lot of stories shared. Uh, we were on Real Presence Radio this morning. People were calling in and sharing stories. It was a fun show. Um, but you know, for me, the where it kind of like really sunk in was during the Eucharistic prayer. You you now skip past the prayer for our bishop. So it's for Francis, our Pope. Yeah. For the bishops and all the clergy and the lady and you know however, whichever Eucharistic prayer you're using, but you skip. You don't say his name anymore. Um, he's no longer our bishop. Um,
0: Mm-hmm.
1: and so uh that was i you know those were at mass like i i had to like kind of choke it up and I, I do let myself cry I'm i'm okay with crying in front of people <laughs> but when you're the presider you also gotta like hold it together so it was like okay a brief moment of let this out a little bit but then you gotta suck it back in and move forward um so but i did have opportunities to really just let it out you know when i was by myself i had some really really good cries which is important yeah it's you part, know part, it's of, part of, the, of grieving part of the process yeah of the, you know yeah somebody told me this morning yeah. i'm sorry for crying i'm like oh when you're grieving please never tell me you're sorry for crying like you got it you gotta you gotta cry it out sometimes it's okay you know we shouldn't be sorry for mm-hmm. sad tears it's a sign of love you know it's a sign of gratitude sometimes yeah. you know so that's um you know a little bit of my experience here in the last few days, particularly surrounding the the death of Bishop Serba. Um, yeah, you know the handmaids are are very sorrowful. They they loved him and he loved them very very much. They were very very close. So they're grieving. Um, I don't think they listened to the podcast from what they had shared, and so I I just want to just invite people to um pray for them and. Uh, yeah, I think comfort them in whatever ways you can. Maybe just buy some, you know, send them a note. They send notes all the time to people. I think it's part of their love language. So maybe even just send them a note, drop a note off at Holy Family or here at St. Lawrence or uh, we can get it to them or, or mail it to them just to express love and stuff to them because they're hurting right now. They've they in very big way also have lost a, a father. And um, he was very important for them as an order, as a whole. Uh, So I've had a chance to be with them a bit um, yesterday, and I'm going to go down on this evening and have um, a special Mass with them and just me and them and have dinner tonight and be able to to share some more stories and to do some grieving and just go through the process. You know, that's the big Mm -hmm. thing is to let yourself go through this process of of grieving. And we all will in different ways, you know. Um, We all knew Bishop in different ways and just like anybody, you know, and we all process it differently, but yeah i had the opportunity you know i feel like i talk forever about it but I, I did i had the opportunity last week to to go out to montana with him um and you know as vocation director I had a number of chances to travel with him and uh, he was he was fun to travel with uh just always good conversation good laughter he had such a great sense of humor and could laugh at himself and laugh at others and it's such a such a Good way. He's not like Father Rich and I. He he, <laughs> he, uh, he had a better ability to do it in a really beautiful way. <laughs> we're we're just mean. <laughs> um, yeah, you know I was thinking of uh, just one, maybe one more memory from last week. Is yeah, my last meal with him. You know, it's funny when you're grieving and you think about all these different things, mm-hmm. and suddenly they become so special. Yeah, my last meal with Bishop Servant. Him and I had. Uh, lot of different meals a lot of different places and with a lot of people um just had great opportunities to share meals with him was at smash burger (laughs) in the salt lake city airport on the way back um we had about a half hour before we had to board and i looked at him and i was like i'm hungry he's like i am too Uh, i said i've never had a smash burger he's like let's get one (laughs) so we got a smash burger and some tater tots (laughs) um had a good conversation we got on the plane Um, boy I didn't think of this and we got on the plane uh, and we weren't seated together Um, and then I got off the plane first so I was close towards the front and uh, was waiting for him and was with some other friends and I was going to go with these friends um, up north in the car and to go do some deer hunting the next day so I wasn't getting on our last flight to Duluth and so I kind of waiting for him and he came out and he was in a hurry because he realized he only had like 10 minutes to get to the plane so he just it was a quick goodbye you know um said we'll, we'll see you next week because we had some things planned for this next week and um said yeah it was great great day it's good to be together you know safe trip Tell the people at the next flight that i'm not getting on the plane um and he hurried off and uh yeah, last time i saw him so um, i'm gonna miss him a lot he was he was a big support for me in my priesthood and as a person he uh he was just always there to, to listen and then also uh just to become a friend. And um, it's great when you can have a somebody that you look to as a mentor, as a leader, um, also as a friend. And I, th- I think that's, for me, that speaks of being Christ-like. You know, mm-hmm. um, yeah. Jesus is our Lord and our Master, our God and our King, but he calls us friends. And, you know, there's always a fine balance in that as a leader, I think, and as a pastor even, and certainly as a bishop. Um um, but he really was, he was somebody who was a friend to us. And I think that that's a a beautiful thing about who he was. He was able, he was able to do that actually, you know, and in a, in a really good way. <laughs> so he was a man of prayer. I could talk, 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 but.
0: Yeah. And, and I think even just tying, tying it into, um, you know, like the season of Advent too. Being able to kind of just use him as a model. You know, he can, big time, big he time, can, right? You know, he w- he he was our shepherd, and he can still he can still we can still look at him to be that model of, all right, how like how am I gonna live this Advent? How you know how am I gonna detach from the world and kind of just be prepared um, for Christ coming? You know, in like memory at Christmas, but then also just in reality.
1: Yeah, that's so true. You know, as listening to people talk on the radio this morning, call in and tell stories, there's just a consistent pattern of he was a really good priest. Um, you know, and as a bishop, you have to do certain things, but he was a really good priest in terms of um, reaching out and, and being present to people and going to be present to people. Uh, man, I just, I've been thinking about my experience, and then you start listening to all these other stories, and you're like, holy cow. Like how did how did <laughs> like Lord give me the grace to be able to to live that out like He did, you know? Because He was just such a beautiful model of that, and then also of prayer. You know, the man was a man of prayer, um, which is uh, you know, it's it's all these dynamics of living out our vocation fully, you know, being Christ like um, towards others and towards ourselves even, and and being a prayerful person, you know, to really listen to the Lord. Yeah, you know, that's what it's about. It's it's, it's that preparedness um, for whenever we stand before Him, and He's a model for that. He's definitely a model of what that means. Um, so yeah, it's uh, as the week goes on. You know, his funeral's going to be on Friday. Um, there's a vigil Thursday night at the cathedral from three to eight. There's a rosary at six and funeral pr- or vigil prayers at seven, and then uh, the vigil uh, starts again at eight a.m. at the cathedral until the funeral at 11. Um, And so, you know, folks, if you want to be able to go down and pay your respects, uh, it's going to be ample time to be able to go do that, um, through the course of Thursday evening and on Friday morning. Um, yeah. Say a prayer for his mom and his siblings. You know, I can't imagine their heartache right now. So, yeah. Yeah. Season of Advent. We, uh, Bishop went on the first Sunday of Advent, and it's I I always believe, and Bishop believed this too, you know, because we saw it in a lot of the saints. The saints' lives, many of them, they're I'll call it poetic, um, because they live in divine providence, and when we live in divine providence, things are beautiful, and they do become poetic. You know, he a lot of major things in his life happened on feast days of Our Lady, and he always no- knew that and noticed it. And uh, it's it's providential, I think, for us to be able to now, as, as he passed on the first Sunday of Advent, for him who was prepared to be now a model and an inspiration for us to mm-hmm. go, hey, be prepared. <laughs> yeah, Get yeah. your life ready, you know? Get your life ready in every way. This man did it. And the Lord came on that day in which we pronounce as a church. Be prepared. <laughs> yeah. So it's 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 all providential. Bishop believed in God's loving providence, and you know, and we we say goodbye and we commend him to, to Almighty God now, and when we move forward and, and prepare our own hearts for that day when we'll we'll stand before him as well. So.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, I, I think it's just just a great, uh, you know, as we go into Advent for each one of us to, you know, it makes it it makes it very real. Yeah. Um. And, you know, we can we can use that as, you know, some motivation as, just to be able to 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 really think and pray about like, OK, how like where do I need to grow this Advent? And how do I, you know, how do I use it? We can really use that as a kind of springboard for that.
1: Yeah. Um, and I think I think one of the things, you know, kind of end on this, too, is that he 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 was prepared in love in love for god um he had the right kind of fear of the lord right i think sometimes we prepare ourselves because we're afraid of hell which is good we have that healthy fear of hell and bishop had that you know and we're kind of afraid of purgatory a little bit <laughs> um though we love it <laughs> um but but bishop was prepared because of love and how he loved others and how he loved the lord and that's the kind of preparedness that we need to be focused on. And it will lead us away from evil. Love will lead us away from evil. And that's what's so important is when we allow the love and the beauty and the goodness and the truth of Jesus to be part and center in our lives, evil flees and it will go away. So sometimes we focus too much on, like, I got to fight the evil. I got to fight the evil. I got to fight the evil. Fight the evil with stinking love, you know, um, by living in love, and the evil starts to go away. And so, um, I think he did that. You know, he lived for love, and that was the ultimate preparedness. So,
0: yeah, yeah. Well, I think that's a that's a great line to end on. Yeah. So, uh, thank you all for joining us today. Um, you know, uh, throughout this week, please uh, keep um, Bishop survey in your prayers uh, and all of us. You know, everyone in the diocese, the whole diocese. Um, and uh, yeah, we will we will see you next week.
1: May God bless you, and may Jesus Christ be praised.